Hey there, everybody. Happy Monday. Happy Masterful Living. So grateful to be able to join with you today. Yeah, it's been quite an adventure since we last got together. I went from California to New Jersey, New York, back to New Jersey, and... uh, attended the A Course in Miracles conference in New York and got to have some time with Miles and uh, quite a number of other Masterful Living students in year two and year three and uh, we all got to come together and that was really lovely and uh, quite a group of us. Very, very nice. And always wonderful when we can be together in person. It's so precious to me. So let us dive right in here to our awakening. (laughs) Oh gosh, yes. What a time of awakening it is. Powerful time of awakening. Hmm. So let us join together. (sighs) I invite you to tune within with me, opening our hearts and minds to the power and the presence of perfect love. So grateful and so thankful that we have given ourselves the gift of this joining together time of our healing and our redemption, our awakening. So grateful and so thankful to consciously connect and commune with the higher Holy Spirit self, joining in remembering our purpose to be truly helpful, to allow ourselves to be led and guided by the higher Holy Spirit self. So we are choosing to awaken from the dream of separation. We are choosing to awaken from the illusion of pain and suffering. We are choosing to awaken from the dream of unworthiness. And thinking that something is bad or wrong with us. That we are in any way damaged goods. We are awakening from the illusion of self-hatred, attack, belief in lack and limitation. We consciously partner up with the higher Holy Spirit self. We call upon the company of heaven and we declare I am that I am and in the name of the beloved I am that I am we accept our divinity and the divinity of all life we are willing to know the truth that sets us free we call upon our ancestors and all that is holy to lead us and guide us to the truth. Hmm. 
In gratitude we allow it to be. So it is. Amen, amen, amen. I'm going to share the prayer for my awakening from the workbook. And let us begin. I'm I'm going to uh, offer it three times. I find that that number three is so powerful. And uh, one of the things that this prayer talks about is the fifth, our fifth dimensional potential. And so uh, I'll share about that in the class. From the Lord God of my being, I am that I am. I decree I have love for my journey of awakening. I have compassion for all physical and emotional pain. I am still healing. I give thanks that I am now healing the past and resurrecting the divine blueprint for my life. As a master of divine expression walking the earth, I declare... I am worthy of God's love, which is my life and being. I now turn on the light of my divinity. I call for the maximum divine assistance in releasing all that no longer serves my life of profound love. I call for a blessing in every area of my life and being. I call for a blessing for my family, friends, co-workers, fellow Masterful Living students, and for all those who have appeared to work against me, that we all awaken to our divinity and the divinity of all life. I give thanks for the unity of all life. I now activate and transform my DNA to its fifth dimensional potential. I now choose to completely heal and rejuvenate my physical body. I now choose to remain happy, harmonious, and grateful, and be a beneficial presence. I claim the mastery that is mine to manifest my freedom. I allow my divinity to manifest in a most wondrous way. I give thanks that it is done according to God's holy will. I call for the Christ light to blaze through me daily and hourly, and so be it, beloved I am, beloved I am, beloved I am. I invite you to bring your full attention to this prayer. The prayer for my awakening. From the Lord God of my being, I am that I am. I decree I have love for my journey of awakening. I have a compassion for all physical and emotional pain. I still I am still healing. I give thanks that I am now healing the past and resurrecting the divine blueprint for my life. As a master of divine expression walking the earth, I declare I am worthy of God's love, which is my life and being. I now turn on the light of my divinity. I call for the maximum divine assistance in releasing all that no longer serves my life of profound love. I call for a blessing in every area of my life and being. I call for a blessing for my family, friends, co-workers, fellow Masterful Living students, and for all those who have appeared to work against me, that we all awaken to our divinity 
and the divinity of all life. I give thanks for the unity of all life. I now activate and transform my DNA to its fifth dimensional potential. I now choose to completely heal and rejuvenate my physical body. I now choose to remain happy, harmonious, and grateful and be a beneficial presence. I claim the mastery that is mine to manifest my freedom. I allow my divinity to manifest in a most wondrous way. I give thanks that it is done according to God's holy will. I call for the Christ light to blaze through me daily and hourly. And so be it, beloved I am. Taking that breath, becoming even more centered, more focused, more attentive in love. The prayer for my awakening. From the Lord God of my being, I am that I am, I decree. I have love for my journey of awakening. I have compassion for all physical and emotional pain. I am still healing. I give thanks that I am now healing the past, and resurrecting the divine blueprint for my life. As a master of divine expression walking the earth, I declare I am worthy of God's love, which is my life and being. I now turn on the light of my divinity. I call for the maximum divine assistance in releasing all that no longer serves my life of profound love. I call for a blessing in every area of my life and being. I call for a blessing for my family, friends, co-workers, fellow masterful living students, and for all those who have appeared to work against me, that we all awaken to our divinity and the divinity of all life. I give thanks for the unity of all life. I now activate and transform my DNA to its fifth dimensional potential. I now choose to completely heal and rejuvenate my physical body. I now choose to remain happy, harmonious, and grateful and be a beneficial presence. I claim the mastery that is mine to manifest my freedom. I allow my divinity to manifest in a most wondrous way. I give thanks that it is done according to God's holy will. I call for the Christ light to blaze through me daily and hourly, and so be it. Beloved I am, beloved I am, beloved I am. Let's take that breath together. Yes. A couple of announcements here. Uh, one is that as we're coming to the end of the fourth month, uh, we're still in the middle of it, really. Um, it will, uh, I'll be um, encouraging you to move into the second workbook more. Uh, and uh, there's one for each four months of the year. So uh, 
I would like to remind you that you're not required to do anything in this class. Um, it's really just up to you what you would like to do. And I give you many tools. And some people use all of them and some people use none of them. Some people take the class over and over again and do a little more each year. It's really up to you how you would like to roll with it. And uh, the most important thing is not to have any shoulds about it. Because what I find is that the people who should on themselves, saying they should do this, they should do that, uh, they end up dropping out because they can't stand the judging. It just they t The ego takes the class and the potential and turns it into uh, judgment and failure. So I really encourage you to avoid that by doing exactly what feels right to you week by week. Uh, we'll also be doing new prayer partners next month. And... Uh, next month, I will be doing the first round of the one-on-one -on -one, uh, meetings with everyone who would like one. So they're not required either, just as prayer partners are not required. But anyone who hasn't had a prayer partner that would like to have a prayer partner, uh, maybe you now you feel a little more ready, um, you can do that. Next round of prayer partners. And so, uh, yes, those are some things that are coming up. So I said I would talk about fifth dimension and uh, not going to talk too much about this. There's uh, no reference in A Course of Miracles I know of to fifth dimension. Uh, however... Uh, not directly, not naming it the fifth dimension, um, but uh, we are in. Uh, uh, we're in an experience now, moving from third dimensional awareness to fourth dimensional awareness, and then fifth dimensional awareness. So we're this is what our waking up journey is, and. Uh, as we do that, uh, I'd just like to share a couple of things here. So third dimensional uh, awareness is really when your mind is locked into time and space. So when we're fully immersed in uh, time and space awareness, then we're in that third dimensional awareness and then the fourth dimension is uh, the di sometimes called the dimension of glamour uh, and in um, hmm. in um, The dimension of glamour, the dimension of thought, is uh, what Ernest Holmes described it as, is this is where 
every thought that's ever been thunk resides. It rests in the fourth dimension. And so we are, in a sense, you could say floating. Our awareness is floating at times, so it seems, in the fourth dimension. And we're feeling the impress of all those thoughts. This is why earlier in the year I talk about getting in the gap, that our belief systems, which are the coagulated form of our previous negative karma, and the, which is the decisions that we made about ourselves and life. The decisions that we made about ourselves and life are based on the meaning that we made in our experience in previous incarnations. And you can see how that plays out in your current incarnation. We don't have to go back and look at previous incarnations, though sometimes people find that helpful. I have found that helpful, but I find that I'm just not look interested in looking at the past anymore. I don't find that it's necessary in, anymore. And so that's what I teach, that it's really not that valuable to look at the past. Uh, unless, of course, the Holy Spirit guides us to look at the past. And you know how that happens? It happens when the past comes up into our awareness. It just kind of free floats up into our awareness. Uh, a lot of times that can be because the Holy Spirit is inviting us, our higher self, the I am that I am, is inviting us to review the past in order to release the meaning we that we made of it and that's what true forgiveness is and I'll be doing a class on self-forgiveness probably next week um, so we're getting in the gap there uh, to be able to um, move into that state of uh, healing definitely going for the healing um, Give me one second here. Yeah, in Chapter 9, uh, Section 6 of A Course in Miracles, Paragraph 7, it mentions, there are many mentions of dimension in A Course in Miracles. One of them is, eternity is one time. It's only dimension being always. This cannot mean anything to you until you remember God's open arms and finally know God's open mind. Like God, you are always in God's mind and with a mind like God's. In your open mind are your creations in perfect communication born of perfect understanding. Could you but accept one of them, you would not want anything the world has to offer. Everything else would be totally meaningless. So these creations would be to make something 
rather to create something born of love that is for a holy loving purpose and something that would be eternal and not time bound uh, it also says here in chapter 9 section 6 miracles have no place in eternity because they are reparative so miracles help us repair our mind and in eternity it's not necessary because when our mind opens to our eternal nature there's nothing left to repair Yet, while you still need healing, your miracles are the only witnesses to your reality that you can recognize. So miracles help us to recognize our true reality. You cannot perform a miracle for yourself because miracles are a way of giving acceptance and receiving it. So that's aligning our thought system with the thoughts of God, our way of accepting the truth that sets us free in time so in the experience of time the giving comes first though they are simultaneous in eternity where they cannot be separated so in in time it seems like there's giving and then there's receiving but in eternity giving and receiving are simultaneous when you have learned they are the same the need for time is over. When you've learned that giving and receiving are the same, you've learned that time, uh, sorry, uh, the need for time is over. So right now we're using the experience of time for healing our mind. And psychics, in my experience, read from that fourth dimensional that fourth dimension, the dimension of glamour. So psychics read the thoughts. Now there is um, the potential, the divine blueprint for everyone, and there is what um, some refer to as the Akashic Records. A Course of Miracles will call it the script has already been written. So in the Akashic Records, which I believe is another name for that script, as it says in A Course of Miracles. Uh, in the Akashic Records is everything, every thought, every choice you've ever made, and the potential for the future. Because the script, script is already written, but not what choice you will make within the script, the potential script. So psychics, in my experience, do not read from the Akashic Records. Uh, in, I, someone who reads from the Akashic Records, I would say, is more someone who is uh, an intuitive than a psychic. Psychics, to me, uh, read from the fourth dimension. And um, I'll just give you an example Um Someone was telling me once that um, they were having an experience with someone that described themselves or that they perceived was very intuitive. And uh, when they were together, this intuitive person was telling them um, about 
some people in their life, what those people's, uh, what was what was to unfold the future in their relationship, what was unfolding or what was to be unfolded, and uh, and it felt very real to the person who was talking to me about it. Um, and so they were saying, what do you think of that? What do you think of intuitives and psychics and things like that? And I just said, well, this person who is giving you this um, reading about the future, are they, how do you feel about those thoughts that they're sharing with you? And uh, the person talking with me said, well, um, those are my thoughts, too. You know, that's really what I've been thinking, too. And I said, so how do you know that this person who says they're intuitive isn't just reading your thoughts? They're not reading the potential for the future beyond the potential that exists because of your thoughts and beliefs. And they said, oh, I never thought about that. I said, yes, a lot of psychics, intuitives, they're simply reading your thoughts not and the potential future has no more potential than your thoughts do and your thoughts have the power to bring things into being but you know you In my experience, you cannot add new dimensions to the script. The script is already written. So that's why I give you my video game theory, which I, I did over earlier in the year. So I'm not going to go over that again. And if you're ever, though, if you have questions about it, we could certainly talk about it. And if you're ever looking for something and you can't find it, where is it in the class, I do write a description for each of the classes and what we cover, though it's not so detailed. You can, however, find it in the transcripts. And so one way to find it in the transcripts is first you have to download the transcripts, and then you can search in them. And if you've never looked at any of the transcripts for the classes, um, they do have a table of contents in them and so but you can also search in them it's very easy to do a find for a particular word in a transcript because um, they're all PDF documents and um, there's no need for you to look at the transcripts unless you like to some people uh, read the transcripts every week so I, the, I, I provide different tools and different things for uh, people who would like them um all right uh, hmm. fifth dimension is the dimension where when our mind is firmly in a sense. <laughs> In the fifth dimension, when we have a fifth dimensional awareness, then we're able to see beyond time and space. And so then we'll be able to see what everything is for. And so in my experience, I 
go uh, in and out of fifth dimensional awareness, residing mostly in the fourth dimension, though sometimes I feel definitely third dimensional. And more and more people are opening their mind and they're able to have a, a more expanded awareness. And one of the things that we'll be doing later in the year is uh, working in the fifth dimension and experimenting with that. So leading up to that. Um, one of the things I invite you to do if you have not yet done it this year is to definitely write a self-forgiveness letter. Use the forgiveness letter in the workbook. Write a forgiveness letter to yourself. It's life-changing to do that. It truly, truly is. And uh, it, it really helps to release the blocks to love. It helps to release the blocks to abundance and prosperity. It helps to uh, really clear the clutter in the mind. And uh, one thing I'm going to invite you to do in the next couple of weeks, as soon as you can possibly do it, is to go back to week one where we did the exercise taking stock of your investments. So now is a good time to, if you have the ability to go back to the beginning of the year and start re-listening to those classes because the more you listen, the more you will hear. So I really encourage you to go back to the beginning of the year and start with taking stock of your investments and see what has changed for you. And it's very important to a, celebrate, and I invite you to do this with your prayer partner, really celebrate the shifts and changes from the beginning of the year when you redo the first class, taking stock of your investments. And remember, there was a bonus class uh, before that. Um, and then uh, to look at... Uh, those 11 memories that we went over in the Taking Stock of Your Investments class, that first class, and what have you not let go of? What have you not let go of? What are you still energizing and investing in? And begin to really work those with a divine experiment. You know, really looking at where you're not Supporting yourself and being heart-mind congruent for love. Really being aware of that. All right, so before we go any further, I'd just like to see if anybody has any questions. So star two to raise your hand. And uh, I'm going to see if anybody has typed in a question. All right, no questions. Moving swiftly on. Uh, one thing I'd like to review is, so the, the, the main focus of our year 
is to clear the clutter of our mind and everything that is truly blocking the light of our awareness and taking up our bandwidth because uh, the clutter in our mind is taking up or draining off the energy that we could otherwise be investing in our healing, in our prosperity, in our creativity, in our relationships, in our waking up. So uh, what I'm inviting you to do is really start to uh, become even more committed to releasing all the judgments, all the opinions. And uh, one of the, the the ways that was helpful for me was to replace them with preferences, particularly in talking with other people. So one of the things that comes up all the time is the need to be right. The ego has this insatiable need to be right and it also has an insatiable need to make us wrong and bad and one way to replace that thought system of the ego is with preferences so uh, it's important to make sure those preferences really have no opinions or judgments so that's the whole thing of I prefer vanilla, but that doesn't mean that other flavors are bad or wrong. I just enjoy the taste of vanilla. I don't know why I do. I don't know why I like it better than chocolate when so many people love chocolate, but I just like vanilla. I don't know why. I don't know why. And uh was Philip, who sometimes does your community call facilitation he and I were looking at the desserts on the dessert table at the conference yesterday at the brunch and trying to choose from the array of things and I said to him do you want to split a couple of things and he said well I really like chocolate I said okay we're not going to be splitting anything because I don't feel like having any chocolate right now so he got chocolate and I got vanilla. <laughs> and um, But I have no opinions about Philip and I trust that he had none about me and our preferences. And uh, I used to argue so much with so many people thinking that I was right about everything, all kinds of choices. And when I learned I could say to people, um, people would say, what do you want? And I would, could say, um, you know, I don't feel like I want anything, but if there's a choice, I have a preference for this or that. And it just took so much intensity and energy out of it. And then people didn't feel threatened, like I was making their choices wrong or bad or anybody else's. It's just, oh, we're going to talk about our preferences. So by doing that, I was really teaching only love and giving people permission to say what their preferences were. And for me, as a former control freak, it was just such a really, really helpful tool to release trying to control, manage, and manipulate things to be the way that I thought they should be. 
And so being able to say, I have no preference, which is what I began to practice authentically because I knew there were so many times because I was so judgmental, there were so many times people would say, what do you want? Using that word that so many people use. And I could authentically say, or they'd say, what do you think? about this or that, and I could honestly say, I have no preference. What I didn't tell them is, I have so many opinions and judgments, and I'm not interested in energizing them anymore because I've realized they are the cause of my suffering, and I'm exhausted from forcing myself into suffering all day long so I'm giving up all the judgments and opinions and since I don't really have any preferences right now my mind is entirely focused on not expressing the opinions and judgments I can just authentically say I have no preferences no preferences and people would be like oh okay and I'd say, often say, uh, I would love for you to decide and you to choose and surprise me. That would be my preference, which it truly was, because I was really practicing letting go. So that's how I learned to practice letting go. And it was a game changer for me. And I say game changer intentionally because the whole game of who's right, who's wrong, who's better, who's best, whose you know opinions matter more, and all that. It's just a game. It's just a, a game of uh, suffering and degradation. So I wasn't interested in playing it anymore, and so it allowed me to also give up a lot of the shoulds. So in the uh, first workbook, there's a whole section on healing the shoulds, a masterful inquiry, and there's also one on replacing judgments with preferences. So if you're interested in doing that work more deeply and getting some help with it and and making uh, your awareness more clear in those terms, I invite you to go to those sections in your lovely workbook. You know, some people don't like the word workbook, uh, and I I happen to uh, like it. Uh, I remember having a conversation with Regina Dawn Akers um, prior to um, a class one time, and, or maybe it was in a class, I can't even remember now, um, last year, and uh, she was talking about how she works a lot said, I work a lot too. And she said, but I love my work, so it's not painful. So some people associate work with drudgery and pain and suffering, but I don't. I love my work. And there was a time in my life for many years where I just thought, how will I ever be able to make a living and support myself doing the work I love? And now that I'm able to do that, I am so grateful and I I just love it. Yeah, I love it. All right, 
Kristen has written in here, and she says, Hi, Jennifer. Can you please talk about, in the Masterful Journal, the evening practice questions about the body temple? Can you give some examples of choices? I feel like I'm trying to not analyze what is going on with my body, so I get a little tripped up on that one. Yes, I can. So let me just go to that part. So talking about the Daily Mastery Journal, which is there for you. And I have to say, some people, for some people, this uh, practice, they've been doing it for years now. People have been in Masterful Living for years. And um, it's one of the key things that keeps them on track is doing the Daily Mastery Journal. So it's five minutes in the morning, five minutes in the evening. And uh, let's see. So the evening practice is to uh, write down uh, a success that you had in the day, any kind of a success. Uh, and it's I think it's wonderful to m mostly focus on uh, spiritual practice success. And then the body-mind-spirit choices here. So choices today that I made to support my body temple. So let's see, I'm just going to give you some choices in from my own experience today. So choices that I made today that were supportive to my body temple. Well, prayer is always supportive to my body temple. That's one. Uh, drinking water. I, I uh, have consumed quite a bit of water today, and um, herbal tea, and um, drinking some herbal tea right now, rooibos, and I got on the spin bike and went on the spin bike. That was a choice that my body really enjoyed. And I went for a nice long walk with my nephew today. That My body really enjoyed that. And I slept in today, which was nice. Uh, I had a lovely salad for lunch. I had some great Greek yogurt this morning for breakfast and some bananas. And I had some wonderful raw honey and cinnamon in my yogurt. All of that felt very loving. I took a number of herbal supplements today. And what else was supportive to my body temple today? I had some organic free-range chicken for dinner. I also, my brother made dinner and he, there were some new potatoes that he had roasted. And um, in other times I would have thought the potatoes are starchy and bad. I'm not going to eat the potatoes. But I enjoyed the potatoes and I enjoyed the gravy on the chicken that my brother made. And I enjoyed every bit of it. Oh, bless the food. At dinner, at, you know, all the meals I ate, blessing that food. That was 
supportive to my body temple to raise the vibration of the food and to just see it as blessed and good for me it's very good anything else oh those are a bunch of choices now choices today that i made that were unsupportive to my body temple Let's see if i can think of anything i had some espresso and i but i don't think of that as being unsupportive someone else might might be unsupportive to somebody else's body i had i did have some dark chocolate and somebody else might think that that was unsupportive i had a little bit of sugar in that chocolate try to think if there was anything unsupportive i have any unsupportive thoughts that i chose to think and beliefs that i chose to energize not that i recall some days i do definitely choices i made to be kind and loving with myself well i think that i've uh named some of them uh i didn't go on the computer very much today until class i had uh some nice spiritual practice time a couple of times today so uh i uh, was technically working a lot the last number of days speaking at the conference and talking with so many people at the conference and again i love my work so it was not a uh, painful in any way it was in fact just the opposite uh but i i knew that it would be good for me to just rest and enjoy my nephew's today and take the dog for a walk with my nephew and things like that so hmm. choices i made that were less kind and loving with myself trying to think if there was anything today. There definitely are some days when there's that going on. But I'm not thinking of anything right now. Choices I made today to expand my connection with spirit. So in the morning practice, uh meditating, doing prayers, definitely blessing the food definitely uh noticing judgments that came up into my awareness to be healed uh definitely and noticing other people's judgments that came into my awareness intuitively praying for people um today uh those all expanded my choices were all choices that i made to expand my connection with spirit choices i made today that were blocking my connection with spirit it's not thinking of any there are days when i could definitely go right to them but i'm just not uh, aware of any i think today was just a really peaceful loving day 
So I hope that answers your question, Kristen. Um, all right, any other questions? Star two to raise your hand. All right, so. go back to where I was. One of the um, techniques that I would like to talk about that uh, was very powerful for me in my healing, and I, I don't think... Well, I've covered this uh, in the class, and that is, it's uh, there's a section in your workbook, uh, page 174, called Maximize Your Dream Time. So when I was in my 20s, um, I, uh, I was in therapy for several years with a spiritual therapist, and um, and then uh, she actually moved out of New York. We completed our therapy. And then, of course, right after we completed our therapy and she moved, then um, I broke up with the, my boyfriend that I was living with. And I needed support. And she was gone. So then I started working with this intuitive therapist, and uh, which was really lovely. And I worked with her for a little while. And um, she gave me this technique because I um, actually I hadn't broken up with my boyfriend yet. That's what I'm realizing. Interesting. Um, I I I've, I so honestly don't look back at my life except when uh, pretty much the only time I look back at my life is when I'm teaching and spirit will say tell this story tell that story and so I forget about it it all kind of runs together sometimes and um, anyway that's not that important um, so huh. I'm thinking I told this recently might have been in a sacred circle. I think that's where it was. Sometimes I'm not able to remember in the moment. Uh, but this dream time uh, is a really powerful way to work at the level of the mind while you're sleeping. So for me, I used to be, um, as a control freak, I used to really be hard on myself about maximizing all my energy and every minute of the day. And so one of the things that I did was uh, I learned to use my dream time, which actually was deeply healing and transformative for me and cost me nothing. 
and uh, brought me so much benefit. Very simple technique, and it was uh, this intuitive therapist that gave me this technique to use. So what I did was, um, when I was, uh, I had an experience where I was going to be, uh, this was back when my parents' home in Maine uh, was their second home and their vacation home. And I was going to be going up there for six weeks in the summer. And my boyfriend was going to fly up from Manhattan, where we lived, uh, on Thursday nights and then go back to Manhattan on Monday mornings. So he would be with me four nights a week, but three nights a week I was going to be alone up there on an island in the middle of 34 acres of woods on uh, a cove with no near neighbors. And um, I used to be terrified or really scared to be alone at night. I was just scared of demons. Uh, Not really uh, scared. It was just like a... The terror, I don't know where it ever came from. I really don't. I think it, I was scared of ghosts and goblins, things under the bed, really, monsters, uh, things in the invisible realm that I couldn't see that might hurt me. And now, looking back, I think part of that was that I was such a negative person in so many ways that I was like attracts like. And so I think I was terrified of attracting negative entities or something like that. Um, At any rate, I didn't like being alone at night. And uh, I hadn't really lived alone very much at all. Because I think I lived alone for a short time uh, and then my boyfriend moved in with me. So... I was really not alone very much. Um, So I was going to be spending all this time alone three nights a week in Maine and uh, in the woods. And um, so uh, the technique was when when you get in bed, so oh, I wanted to heal myself of being afraid of, uh, of being alone at night. And so the therapist had given me this technique. And what it is, is you're laying in bed, you're ready to go to sleep, you've, you're not reading or doing anything else, you're at that point where you're ready to fall asleep. And then you say to yourself, and I've modified it a little bit, Uh, You can say to yourself, higher self, holy self, please show me in my dreams how to, and then what is the positive thing? So you, you, it would not be helpful to say how to um, stop being afraid at night alone. So what I said was how to feel safe alone at night. And so I would say that two or three times and then fall asleep. Now, I easily fall asleep. I, I fall asleep in 30 seconds. So, uh, or 
90 seconds really really fast I fall asleep almost always so I would say it a few times and before I knew it I was out like a light and then I would find that I would have dreams especially when I first started I would have dreams that were filled with carnage you know I mean really like battle scenes massive amounts of carnage and um I have no idea really what that was about. Um, and they would be scary dreams, but not, uh, believe it or not, not nightmarish. So th to me, there's kind of a, a level of intensity difference. Like a nightmare is when I am just terrified. But when something is scary, it's kind of upsetting and frightening, but not terrifying so I was having scary dreams of carnage and um, that went on for a number of weeks and I was preparing because I knew I was going to be going away and having all these nights alone so I just started working with it maybe I can't remember now maybe six weeks before I went away and um, had all these dreams and I continued it while I was there alone and I just noticed that when I first started having those nights alone I still had some fear but it was much less than I anticipated and it continued to diminish and diminish and um, and then after a few months maybe four, five, six months, I can't remember. And I was very uh, dedicated to doing it every night. The dreams certainly stopped. All those scary dreams stopped. And um, and I began to feel pretty much fine to be alone at night whenever that occurred. And then, uh, so I thought, well, this has been so successful. What could I do next? And the guidance I got was to say, um, higher self, holy self, please show me in my dreams how to feel safe and secure at all times in all situations. And what began to occur for me is that during my waking days I when I would feel somewhat insecure in a situation it would I would have a flash to a similar experience in a dream where everything worked out fine and so I would immediately relax and feel safe and secure and I thought that was amazing how that worked and I used that one for years maybe three years and then I just stopped doing it um, and I, I I haven't really I've probably done it off and on for things over the years somewhat but I don't remember anymore I just remember those two but the uh, those two were life-changing for me. Uh, again, it costs you nothing. It takes extremely little effort. And to me, now as a Course Miracle student, I really see I was inviting the Holy Spirit to work in my mind in my dream time. Um, because I didn't say higher self, holy self. At that time, I said, uh, I think just... Um, 
something like higher self, not holy self. So I would say um, higher Holy Spirit self now is what I would do. Higher Holy Spirit self. Please show me in my dreams how to feel safe and secure at all times and all situations. And for me, that just covered everything. Everything. And it really, really worked for me. So I invite you to try it. Do a 40-day experiment on something. So what I would like to invite folks to share right now is if you had uh, something that frightened you, worried you, bothered you, that you would like to work on in your dreams, like for me, I would feel insecure and threatened uh, different times throughout the day, and then my mind would go right to attack thoughts. And so I wanted to heal that. And then before that, as I said, I was afraid to be alone at night. So if you have a fear like that or something that uh, you would like me to help you work on the statement that you would say to your higher Holy Spirit self, I invite you to star two and raise your hands. And uh, we'll we'll work on those here for uh, a few minutes. Anybody have anything? Start to to raise your hand. Well, that's interesting. Nobody's got anything. So nobody has any fears or worries. That's wonderful. All right. Okay, now, all right, some people are willing to be uh, sharing. Okay, so let's start with uh, uh, Jeannie here. Hey, Jennifer. Hi. Um, so I, I I thought for myself while you were doing this, I kind of made one up. So for me, a big uh, concern or, or a thing, worry that I have is feeling just overall not feeling worthy. It's that bottom line, I'm not worthy, and that undercuts everything. And I see it underneath everything, all my relationships, everything I'm doing. So for me, that's what I would want to work on. And mm-hmm. I thought, um, you know, higher Holy Spirit, how can I feel valued and confident mm-hmm. in all times? Okay. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, higher Holy Spirit self, please show me in my dreams how to, please show me in my dreams how to know I am worthy of the all good of God, is what first comes to my mind, how to know I am worthy of the all good of God. Uh, Higher Holy Spirit Self, please show me in my dreams how to receive the good of God. It's another one that comes to mind. Um, what, What do you think? What would you... I, I like the first one you came up with, um, mm-hmm. I, I, but I could add how to know and receive I am worthy of the all good of God. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. A higher Holy Spirit self, please show me in my dreams that I am worthy of God's love. Mm. That I am worthy of God's unconditional love. That I am wholly worthy. That I am completely worthy. Those are some other choices. That I am completely worthy of God's love. Well, that makes me cry, so that must be it. Ah, yeah. You know, it's so clear to me. It's been just really in the presence of my mind for the last uh, week or so, Jeannie, that it's absolutely true that, you know how they say what happens in Vegas, it stays in Vegas? Yeah, yeah. So it's really, you know, what happens in our human experience stays in our human experience, but we are not our human experience. We are not our personality. And uh, one of the things I'm going to talk about in my radio show tomorrow that I was talking about this weekend at the New York conference, uh, Course in Miracles conference, they, they gave me this topic. Well, they gave us all the same topic. They said, you have to work around the quote in the course that says, the holiest spot on earth is where an ancient hatred has become a present love. The holiest spot on earth is where an ancient hatred has become a present love. And for me, everything in the course, I always take it from uh, what's true for me is true for everyone, and that there is only one. I am one with everyone. And so all love is self-love. All forgiveness is self-forgiveness. All hatred is self-hatred. And so I I made my... um, topic about transforming an ancient self-hatred to a present self-love. And um, uh, as I was uh, preparing for my talk, uh, Spirit showed me, uh, basically said, Jennifer, think about the light. Is it possible to make the light dirty? Can you make light dirty? Jeannie, can you make light dirty? No. Are you sure? Is there any way that you could place dust or dirt in the light that would actually make sully the light? No. You you can put things to block it, but you can't change it. That's right. You can filter it. You can block it. You can seem to color it. So you can project the light through different kinds of filters and you could put smoke there or dust or you know vapor or any kinds of things but the light is the light you cannot change it and we're light so no matter what we have done no matter what we have thought no matter what has been done to us that we might feel guilty or ashamed about our true nature, which is the light, has not, nor could it ever be, 
in any way sullied. And only our belief that it could be makes us feel like it has been. But that doesn't make it so. Amen. Exactly. So we feel unworthy because we feel we have um, in some way sullied the light. But it's not even possible. Yeah, I think it's that I, I forget that I'm the light and I judge myself for not letting the light in or showing the light. Yeah, right. But then what happens is we think that we are bad because of it. Right, but meanwhile the light is still shining whether we're thinking we're bad or not. That's right. And the choices the choices that we make don't don't make us in any way less than the light of the world. I want to I really want to own that one deeply. That I I get mm-hmm. I mean I'm, you know, I'm I'm not there yet, but that's where I'm going. But I'm committed to to knowing. Yeah. Yeah. Well, thank you. And I love the Course in Miracles classes, too. I'm really appreciating those. Yeah, me too. Me too. Yep, that's why I do them. We all get something. (laughs) Abundanza. Yeah. But this is critical. So knowing that you are the light, the light cannot be sullied. I am the light. The light has come. Then um, if there's a sense of feeling unworthy that happens throughout the day, uh, because another way you could work with it is higher Holy Spirit self, Please help me to know I am the light. Now and forever. I think that for me, the main thing was I was consistent. And I I mean, I was consistent. So I want to tell you that for the three years that I worked with uh, Higher Holy Spirit Self, please show me how to feel safe and secure in all situations and circumstances. I did that every night for three years. I'm sure there were a couple of nights in there when I just fell asleep so fast I forgot to do it because I fall asleep so quickly. Um, But uh, probably not that many. No, I'm excited about this one too because I I do dream a lot and I go to sleep very quickly just like you. And I've noticed in my dreams since starting this class there's a lot more of the teachings of the class coming through in the dreams like somebody in my dream last night was being rude or something and someone else walked by and said, oh, he just forgot he was Jesus. I'm like, that's not my typical dream. <laughs> well, I'm looking forward to this practice. 
Yeah, that's great. And I encourage people to share in the Facebook group what it is that they're experimenting with and how it's going. And I encourage, like I said, to really commit to doing it for a period of time because that's how you're really going to see results. And I saw tremendous results. Again, it costs you nothing. It's such a simple technique. Now, I know that not everyone falls asleep easily like I do. But um, that doesn't matter. Uh, one of the things, too, I'll just mention because that, that came into my awareness. Oh, what if people don't fall asleep easily? I wouldn't like them to be attached to thinking it won't work if you don't fall asleep quickly. Because remember, it's not about the space and time experience. It's about your intention, your desire, your willingness. Those are the things it's, that determine your success not how quickly you fall asleep. That doesn't have anything to do with it. So, um, and I'll also tell you this, that there are times when I don't fall asleep immediately and I notice, oh, my, I'm not falling asleep immediately or I'm, I'm kind of in a, a daisy, uh, in a daze experience and, but not really sleeping. And so what I do is I just call upon the angels, and uh, I am that I am, and uh, I say, uh, uh, please help me to fall asleep. Please help me to fall asleep. And so uh, I find that it it really works, really works. So... There you go. And uh, there's another thing for people to try. Thank you, Jeannie. Thank you. Yeah, that was really helpful. Okay, we've got one more here. Linda is raising her hand. Hey, Linda. Hi, how are you? Oh, so good. Mm-hmm. Um, so what I would like to release is... Um, since I've been working a lot with my parents after my mother's surgery, I'm feeling um, criticized. So now I'm being self-critical and judging myself. <laughs> and mm-hmm. I would like to face that. Okay. And so how would you like to feel? I would like to feel... loving and supported and at peace. Okay. So, higher Holy Spirit self, please show me in my dreams how to feel loving and peaceful at all times in all situations. That could be one. Another one is higher Holy Spirit self, please show me in my dreams how to feel loved and loving in all situations and circumstances. Okay. Because when we're giving and receiving love, the peace is always there. Yes. And it's only when we're judgmental that we lose our peace. 
we give it away in favor of our judgments and opinions or the ego's judgments and opinions. Yeah, so uh, higher Holy Spirit self, please show me how to be, to feel loved and loving, to feel loved and loving in all situations and circumstances. Okay, thank you. Yeah, try. Does how does that feel to you? It, it it feels true to me. It feels like it. It feels like yeah. I I thought I was being loving, but maybe I was being judgmental, and that's why I was being criticized. <laughs> so yeah. Mhm. Beautiful. Thank you. All right. So there we go. Well, thank you, Linda. And we are at time here. So I am going to pray us out. And uh, what a wonderful class. And so I'm inviting you to, to find that in your workbook. You can read more about it. And to um, go start to, if you have the time, the energy, and the inclination to go back to the beginning of the year, like I said, taking stock of your investments. And uh, in May, we'll be moving to, uh, uh, I encourage you to go to workbook number two. And we'll be doing the one-on-one appointments. So we'll, I'll be giving you uh, links to a calendar, and you can make your appointments in the calendar. So let's take that breath of love and gratitude together and be so grateful and so thankful that we are surrendering the right to make ourselves miserable. We're surrendering the right to... Invest our precious life energy in thoughts of lack and attack, and we're opening ourselves to the unlimited flow of perfect love as our very life. We're grateful and thankful to shine the light of love in each and every moment. That perfect light of love is all that we are and all that we will ever be, and it, we are unsullied and free. This is our true nature. Because our true identity is that perfect light. Yes. We're willing to see it in ourselves and in our brothers and sisters. And for this we give thanks. We are naturally sharing the benefits of our healing and expansion with everyone because we're one with them. In grace and gratitude we joyfully allow it to be. We let it be. And so it is. Amen. 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 <sighs> Wonderful. I love you. I thank God for you. Have a beautiful rest of your week and be the light. <laughs>
Come on in. 